On today's episode, the day has finally arrived. The 2023 NHL Draft kicks off later this evening, and I'll go over my final top 32 rankings as well as my favorite choices for the Blackhawks at number 19. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Wednesday, June 28th, a day many of us have had start in our calendars for quite some time. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Check me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and find my strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, just a reminder that you could subscribe to the YouTube channel for 100% for free. You can also listen to the audio version for 100% free as well, wherever you may be listening listening to your podcast, make sure to go and do that real quick for me, folks. It only takes two seconds, and I greatly appreciate all the help as I'm trying to grow the channel right now. And also, that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And I also wanted to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make sure to go and download the FanDuel app right now because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. And what a day it is, Blackhawks fans. Today is the day we have all been waiting for. Cue up Bruce Buffer. Uh, obviously the 2023 NHL draft kicks off later this evening, Blackhawks fans in Nashville, Tennessee, and our Chicago Blackhawks own the rights to the top overall selection and will be picking the phenom known as Connor Bedard around 615 central time, I believe is, uh, when the announcement is going to be made with the number one overall selection. So make sure to be tuning in at that point. But man, I can't even describe the emotions I'm feeling at this very point in time. I actually woke up with butterflies this this morning as if, you know, I was going to play like a big game or it, it was a big moment that I'm involved in or something. It just feels like a different kind of day. There's a different energy, a different excitement. Um, and man, it, it feels really like uh, we're anointing our new king here in Chicago is Connor Bedard, baby, is going to be coming home later this evening. And by the way, just one last reminder to all you Blackhawks fans out there. Uh, while the Hawks haven't officially announced Bedard as their pick with the number one overall selection, uh, it's going to be him. Don't worry. This is not – I know that the Blackhawks – Uh, have given us reasons over the past handful of years, not Kyle Davidson, but prior to that, uh, given us handful of reasons not to trust them and to feel like they could screw this up. But this is absolutely different. There isn't any other choice here but Connor Bedard. It's maybe the most obvious top overall selection uh, that we've ever seen. And that's saying something when this is regarded as, you know, one of the deepest drafts that we've ever seen as well. So fret not Blackhawks fans, take a deep breath. It's all going to be okay. And just sit back and enjoy it because it, it really is an opportunity that you don't get all that often. I know we did have 
uh, the top overall pick not too long ago back in 2007, but um, it, it still is a very special thing to have happened and gives us quite the opportunity moving forward in this rebuild. And hopefully it'll be something, hopefully it's going to be a day that uh, we'll look back on with a huge smile for quite some time and uh, will be something that we'll be extremely grateful for. And hopefully it's the start of something beautiful here in Chicago. Connor Bedard will be the number one overall selection. Take a deep breath and make sure to enjoy this day, Blackhawks fans, because it is going to be a special one. But what I wanted to get into ahead of the first round of the 2023 NHL draft, kicking off this evening down in Nashville, is my final top 32 rankings that I've put together here over the last couple of weeks. And obviously I'm not a a professional scout or a professional draft analyst or anything. I would never uh, claim to be, but I've dove into a a pretty good chunk of all of these prospects. And in such a deep draft, it's been really tough to kind of differentiate between a lot of them because there's a lot to like with numerous prospects and there's a lot of upside there. And I understand why this draft is being held in such high regards because there is a lot to like with Uh, a lot of these players. And I really do believe that a good chunk of them would have gone inside the top 10 uh, had this been, had they been involved in the draft class from last year. So uh, it is a very deep draft and regardless of how it shakes out, whether the Blackhawks, you know, they obviously have many options. We could see them trade up from number 19. We could see them stay there. We could see them trade back into the first round. Kyle Davidson spoke yesterday ahead of the NHL draft and kind of just made it sound like he's open to all options. Obviously, the Blackhawks are still going to be willing to take on some bad deals to get more assets. They're still $6 million below the salary cap floor at this very point in time, which I'll get into a little bit to wrap up today's show in segment three. Make sure to stick around for that, by the way. Um, but it, it's gonna they're going to wind up with a really solid player regardless of what ends up happening tonight after they select Connor Bedard with the number one overall pick. There's a lot of uh, things that could happen after that, but the one sure thing is Connor Bedard is going to go at number one. So after you know numerous weeks of breaking down prospects right here on the show, by the way, thank you to everyone out there who tuned into all my draft profiles as I broke down these prospects. It's been a lot of fun going through all of these players, and I always enjoy uh, hearing other opinions down below in the comments section on some of these guys. Again, I don't claim to be a pro at this or anything, um, but it's fun having kind of these interactions with all of you listeners out there in the comment section. And actually, right now, why don't you go and drop in the comment section your favorite pick if the Blackhawks were to stay home at number 19? Who would you like to see them select with that pick? Uh, make sure to go and let me know right now down in the comment section. But without any further ado, here's how I ranked my top 32 prospects ahead of the 2023 NHL draft. Coming inside my top 10 at no surprise, number one is Connor Bedard. He's number one on everyone's list. Gave absolutely no reason for anyone to even have a conversation of anyone else going with the top overall pick, it's going to be Connor Bedard. Again, around 6.15 Central Time this evening, I believe. At number two, I do have Adam Fantilli, and there's kind of been some interesting convos recently about whether Fantilli is going to go second to the Anaheim Ducks. I personally don't even think it's a debate. While there are a lot of good prospects right behind him, Adam Fantilli is the complete package and would be the top overall pick had Connor Bedard not been in this year's draft. So I have Adam Fantilli at number two, 
Coming in at number three, I do have Matvey Michkov. I know there's been a lot of concerns about him and some rumors that he could even slip outside of the top five, but I still don't think there's any denying this kid's ceiling and uh, he, he's going to be a really special player if slash one, he does come over to North America. So I have Mitch Cobb at number three. I do have Leo Carlson right behind him at number four. He's been someone that's kind of had his stock uh, boosted in the last few months. I think he's either going to go at three or four. Should be intriguing to see what happens there. Coming in at number five, I have Will Smith from the United States Development Program. And right behind him, another guy from that same team, Ryan Leonard, is is who I have at number six. At number seven, I have Zach Benson from the Winnipeg Ice. Going to be really curious to see where he winds up. There have been some rumors that he could even wind up slipping as well. Uh, At number seven, or excuse me, at yeah number eight, I have David Reinbacher, pretty much the clear-cut top defenseman in this year's draft from all accounts. And there have even been some rumors that we could see him going inside the top five. Uh, His stock has been kind of boosted here over the last few months as well. At number nine, I have Oliver Moore, who's another curious case and could kind of go uh, anywhere between, I don't know, five, six, and 15. But I have him ranked at number nine. And then rounding out my top 10, I have Colby Barlow. At number 11, I have Nate Danielson, who was one of the prospects that intrigued me the most when going over things here on the channel. At number 12, I have Gabe Perot, also from the United States Development Program. His dad, Yannick Perot, the best statistical face-off man in NHL history, is also, of course, a development coach for the Chicago Blackhawks. And Perot grew up in nearby Hinsdale, Illinois. Uh, At number 13, I have uh, Rasmus Sandin-Polika, the second defenseman going off the board here. Uh, I have him clearly behind David Reinbacher, but I also think he is uh, the clear-cut second-best defenseman, in my opinion. Um, At number 14, I have Matthew Wood out of the University of Connecticut, a big boy who put up really strong numbers as a freshman in college hockey. And had it not been for what Adam Fantilli did, I think there would be more buzz around Matthew Wood in the really solid campaign that he had for the Huskies this past season. At number 15, I have Samuel Hanzek out of the Vancouver Giants. Good size, good skill, good goal scorer. Really solid first season over in North America out of Trenchin, Slovakia, the same hometown as Blackhawks legend and three-time Stanley Cup champion Marian Hossa. Uh, at number 16, I have Dalibor Dvorsky, and this is probably where I differentiate the most from a lot of folks. A lot of people have Dvorsky being a top 10 pick. I honestly wasn't uh, that that impressed when I saw I mean, he's still a very solid player, don't get me wrong, but in this deep of a draft class, I just thought some guys had a little bit higher of an upside. Maybe I turn out to be wrong about that completely, but I have Dvorsky coming in at number 16. At 17, I have Tom Willander, a third defenseman off the board. Right behind him at 18, I have Riley Height, who I personally am on uh, high on a little bit more than most people out there. I have him at 18. Quinton Musty out of the Sudbury Wolves, who I just broke down as my final draft profile yesterday on the show. Great skill. Uh, good size, 17 years old, still one of the younger players in this year's draft. Are some concerns about his compete level and consistency, but there's no denying the upside is there for uh, a young 17-year-old. And then I have Otto Stenberg out of Sweden coming in and rounding out my top 20, someone who's been getting a lot of buzz here in the past couple of weeks as well. To kick off things in the 20s after Stenberg at 21, I have Braden Jaeger. Uh, I broke him down a couple of days ago as well. At 22, I have Edward Chalet. Um, 
uh, out of, uh, man, is he out of Slovakia? Now I'm capping for a second. Either way, I have Shale coming in at 22. Callum Ritchie is who I have at 23. Defenseman Mikhail Gulyayev, one of the best names, maybe the best name uh, besides Axel. I think I called him Rasmus on accident earlier on in the show. I don't know why I said Rasmus. It's Axel, Sand, and Polika. Those two uh, have the first team all names they make the first team all names team here in the 2023 NHL draft. Mikhail Gulyayev. Gulyaya. I like it. Uh, coming in at uh, 25, I have Gavin Brindley out of the University of Michigan. Put up really good numbers there along with Adam Fantilli as a freshman. 26, I have Dmitry Simashev, fourth defenseman off of the board out of the KHL. Uh, where am I at? 21, 22, 23, 24, 20. Yeah. At number 27, I have Ethan Gauthier out of Sherwood. Uh, 28, I have Charlie Strammel out of the University of Wisconsin. Bradley Nadeau comes in at 29, someone who has taken a little bit of a different path to get to the NHL draft, but absolutely lit up the BCHL a couple of years ago and continues to put up really good numbers everywhere that he's played. Um, at 30, I have Lucas Dragasevich out of the Tri-City Americans, was a teammate of Blackhawks prospect Jalen Lipen this past season, fifth defenseman off the board for me. Coming in at number 31, I have Andrew Crystal. It's going to be really interesting to see if a team winds up taking a chance on him in the first round and then rounding things out out of Sweden at 32, I have David Edstrom. So there are my top 32 rankings ahead of tonight's NHL draft. We'll see if this uh, winds up going the way that I think it is. It's surely not going to. Um, but it will be interesting to, you know, look back on my rankings here once the first round is completed later this evening, see what I was right about or, or see where, you know, I was thinking similarly to other teams. Um, and also, while I know this doesn't have a huge shelf life, the draft is just probably eight hours away from the time I release this episode. I think it is just kind of a good reference point to look back at and will be uh, fun and interesting to see how everything shakes out as well in a couple of years down the road once most of these players turn professional and are trying to make the leap to the NHL level. All right, Hawks fans, don't go anywhere because coming up in just a moment here, I am still going to get into my top choices for the Blackhawks, assuming they stay put with the 19th overall pick. But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel as baseball season is now in full swing and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, place your first bet, and get up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if your bet doesn't happen to win. And I've been riding hot lately, betting on baseball, fading the Kansas City Royals was really hot earlier on in the year, fading the Oakland A's until they went on like a six or seven game winning streak. The Cubbies have finally started to play better a little bit here as of late. I've been riding hot with them and Christopher Morrell. So don't miss out on your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500 when you join FanDuel today. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. 
All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Real quick, if you're still tuned in to the point of, uh, still tuned in to this point of today's episode and you're not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, what are you doing? Make sure to go and smash that subscribe button right now. I'm currently on the road to 1,000 subscribers. I'm really closing in on that 900 number. And I just wanted to say thank you to everyone out there once again for all the support here as of late. It's been a ton of fun watching the show grow. I enjoy all the interactions in the comment sections and in the community page on my channel. And make sure, by the way, to go and comment your favorite prospect that you'd like to see the Blackhawks select at number 19 down below right now. Also, if you're a consistent listener to the audio version of the show, make sure to go and leave a review if you can. It'll only take a couple of seconds, preferably a good one. Those are always uh, a ton of fun and I always appreciate them. And also make sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram as well to have a chance to win a giveaway once I do reach a thousand subscribers on YouTube. All right, getting into my top Chicago Blackhawks draft choices leading up to the 2023 NHL draft. And again, I did want to reference this is assuming they stay put at number 19. And while, you know, it does seem like this is a really good opportunity for them to potentially trade up, given they have four second round selections and uh, all the things that are working in their favor, they have a ton of cap space while a lot of other teams out there don't. Uh, it still sounds like it's going to be a pretty complicated process in order to trade up, given that there just uh, aren't very many teams willing to trade back with this draft class being one of the deepest that we've really ever seen here. There just aren't a lot of teams that want to pass up on that opportunity. Now, I do still expect a couple of trades to happen, but I'm not going to say it's a lock for the Blackhawks to move up by any means at this point. So uh, this is just kind of refer referencing who I would like to see them select if they do wind up staying put at number 19. And also, I do think there's a decent chance that uh, a good handful of these guys that I'm about to have broken down or I'm about to break down, excuse me, are already gone at this very point in time. And that's why I'm going to be listing a handful of them here because odds are one of these guys are going to be available at number 19. Coming in at number one, the guy who I think has a chance of sliding to number 19, but I don't really see it happening is Colby Barlow, 18 year old winger from the Owen sound attack was the captain last season and had an incredible offensive year, 46 goals, 33 assists for 79 points in 59 games. He's got an elite shot, improved playmaking ability, strong compete level leader on and off the ice, pretty solid skater, just a very well-rounded game with lots of offensive upside out of all the players who I think have a chance of sliding to number 19, I hold Colby Barlow in the highest regards. I previously had stated Ryan Leonard was my favorite prospect that, I broke in, that I've broken down. No chance in hell Ryan Leonard is going to make it to number 19. If the Blackhawks do somehow trade up and Leonard's still available, that's the guy who I'd be taking. Don't see it happening, though, in all honesty. Uh, my second favorite option for the Blackhawks at number 19, there's a chance this guy is available as well. It's Nate Danielson, 18-year-old center from the Brandon Wheat Kings, put up really solid numbers on not a very good team. Also one that really struggled to put the puck in the back of the net as a whole this year. Uh, but Danielson st still put up really solid numbers, 33 goals, 45 assists for 78 points in 68 games. He pairs that with some good size at six foot two. He's a really great skater. I've mentioned how I do believe the Blackhawks would like to add some size and skill to their forward pool with having a lot of underside 
undersized players in that department right now. I think Nate Danielson fits the mold perfectly, and there really aren't a lot of there really aren't any clear weaknesses in his game. It's just kind of how deep this draft is as a result of him kind of projected to go uh, somewhere around number 15. Then after uh, Danielson, I have Gabe Perot, 18-year-old forward from the United States Development Program, 132 points across 63 games in all levels this year. The United States Hockey League, they play a bunch of different games, but some pretty unbelievable numbers here for Perot. Also added 18 points in seven World Junior Games for the United States this past winter. Really gifted playmaker, super creative, really solid stick handler, offensive-minded with just a lot of creativity, knows how to create space, knows how to read the defenders, the stick handling, the passing. Uh, he can shoot as well. He's a really solid all-around player. And his dad, Yannick, as I mentioned earlier, of course, is currently a development coach for the Blackhawks. He's an Illinois native. I know that doesn't really have anything to do with whether the Hawks should draft him or not, but is a very intriguing prospect and could be a spot where he feels very comfortable uh, here in Chicago. So I have Perot just behind Barlow and Danielson. Next, I have Matthew Wood, who I think out of these four guys who I've broken down, I think Wood probably has the best chance of being there at number 19. 18-year-old forward out of the University of Connecticut, a really impressive freshman year this past season, 30 po- 34 points in 35 games, led the team in points as an 18-year-old, also added 13 points in seven games for the United States in the world, uh, excuse me, for Team Canada in the World Juniors as well. He's six foot three, has a big body, and already knows how to use it. Undeniable skill, very strong player, and he's excelled also at every level he's played at. I, I really am intrigued by the size and skill combo of Matthew Wood and could be there at number 19. We'll see how it ends up shaking out. Then just below Wood, I have Samuel Hanzek, 18-year-old forward out of the Vancouver Giants from the uh, Western Hockey League this past season, put up 56 points. 23 goals and 33 assists in 43 games in his first season over in North America. I mentioned he's from Trenchin, Slovakia, the same town as Marian Hossa, has undeniable size and skill, some of the best hands in this draft class, and for how big he is, really solid at how he can maneuver out there and how he how he can dance around some defenders and make some moves in tight when he gets opportunities Um, I really like his shot. I really think he could be a good playmaker. I like Samuel Hanzek a lot, another player that could add some size and skill to the prospect pool. Then after Hanzek, I have Riley Height, someone I mentioned I probably am a little higher on than most folks. 18-year-old forward out of the Prince George Cougars this past season had 97 points in 68 games, absolutely lit it up. One of the top guys in the WHL in terms of points per game among all draft-eligible forwards. Great shot, good speed, really solid puck control, great playmaking abilities, sneaky good shot. I personally believe he could be one of the hidden gems here in the 2023 NHL draft. And then rounding things out, my last guy uh, who, who I think could be available at number 19, who I'd like to see the Blackhawks pick if all the guys above him are already gone at this point. It's Quentin Musty, 17-year-old forward that I broke down on yesterday's episode out of the Sudbury Wolves, had 78 points, 26 goals, and 52 assists in 53 games this season, has an elite shot, a beautiful curl and drag, uh, great pinpoint accuracy, really improved playmaking this past year as well. 
Another guy who could add some size. He's six foot two, already 200 pounds at just 17 years old. One of the youngest players in this year's draft as well. I did mention there are some concerns about his consistency and the defense and even the effort level when he doesn't have the puck. Um, those are kind of the reasons why I have him slated after all these prospects, but the skill set is undeniable. The upside, he has a, already a power forward mold at 17, a really special shooter. Uh, I would be willing to take a chance on Quentin Musty if all of these guys are gone at number 19. All right, there are my top choices for the Blackhawks if they stay put with the 19th overall pick. Don't go anywhere because coming up in just a moment, I will discuss the update that we got yesterday from Scott Powers on defenseman Caleb Jones. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Real quick, after today's show, be sure to check out Lockdown's NHL Mock Draft Special. The local hosts have made their picks, and Lockdown NHL will break down every selection over a three-day mock draft event. You can find the episodes on Lockdown NHL on YouTube or wherever you may be listening to your podcasts. Before I wrap things up today, I did want to be sure to mention some current Blackhawks news that's going on that doesn't regard the 2023 NHL draft. And it was actually a report that came out yesterday from none other than Scott Powers of The Athletic is we now know the Blackhawks officially will not be giving pending RFA defenseman Caleb Jones a qualifying offer ahead of the July 1st deadline. And he will officially be Come an unrestricted free agent. And I had talked, I think it was late last week, um, about how at the time when Ian Mitchell was still a member of the Hawks, neither he nor Caleb Jones had been given any information or any indication one way or the other if they were going to get a qualifying offer. They were a little bit uh, caught in the weeds in the Blackhawks, it seemed like. We're still kind of making up their minds about what they were going to do. Um, but we officially know now, yeah, Caleb Jones is not going to be coming back to the Blackhawks next year. Of course, he could go out in free agency and the Blackhawks still could sign him, but uh, I don't think that's going to be the case here, at least um, from, from what I had to guess. And uh, when I talked about um, the the decision for, for Caleb Jones last week on the podcast, I, I mentioned how uh, you know, I personally would be a little bit upset and, you know, I don't want to say upset is the correct word. I'm a little uh, disappointed by the Blackhawks decision because I do think Caleb Jones provides a little bit of something different that we don't have at the Blackhawks blue line right now. And I also think at 26 years old, there is still some upside to his game. And quite honestly, I thought he played really solid down the second half, down the stretch of the season on that top pairing with his brother, Seth, when the Blackhawks uh, traded Jake McCabe and needed someone to go up on that top pairing. I thought those two were really solid and the numbers and the analytics all backed that up when I broke down each of them on my season recaps. Um, but at the same time, I did understand that it's a little bit of a numbers game right now for the Blackhawks, considering uh, Alex Vlasic, Isaac Phillips, Wyatt Kaiser are all knocking on the door on the left side. The Blackhawks also elected to bring Jared Tenorti back already. We could see Kevin Korchinski making the leap to the NHL level as well. And then there's also a slew of left-handed defenseman prospects still coming up these next few years. Ethan Del Mastro, Nolan Allen, just to name a couple. So because of that and those reasons um, that I outlined last week, 
Uh, I'm not shocked by this decision whatsoever, but I, I did say, you know, I personally would have been willing to take a chance on a player like Caleb Jones. It also probably would have kept his brother, Seth Jones, happy. Not that that really matters when it comes to running a business, but um, kind of an interesting decision by the Blackhawks. But at the end of the day, I do understand that it's going to be a, a numbers game. Again, the Blackhawks could go out and uh, free agency and bring him back, but I quite honestly expect someone else to be uh, giving him an opportunity and willing to take a little bit of a chance on Caleb Jones uh, more than the Blackhawks want to. But now that we know that Caleb isn't going to be coming back next season, which I know there are a lot of people out there excited about that. I'm personally um, not one of them, but I do certainly understand it. Uh, it's kind of looking like the Blackhawks aren't going to be bringing back a lot of their um, unrestricted and restricted free agents. Now we do know that Andreas Athanasiu obviously already uh, signed his new deal to return, but we've also heard that Anders Bjork isn't going to be coming back and will hit free agency. Same with Andreas Englund, who the Blackhawks acquired from Colorado in that Jack Johnson trade at the deadline. Alex Stalock isn't going to be getting a new deal. Jonathan Taves obviously isn't going to be coming back. And I would be shocked to see Drew Jarkera get in, get a contract offer here ahead of, uh, or even during free agency. So if I had to guess at this point in time, seems like Philip Kershev might be the only uh, unrestricted or restricted free agent outside of Andreas Athanasiu that the Blackhawks are going to be bringing back. Powers did report in his article that uh, the Blackhawks are still trying to work things out with Philip Kershev and the expectation is that the two sides are going to reach a deal. But other than that, doesn't seem like anyone is, is really going to come back. The only other guy is uh, Austin Wagner, and it's also kind of a numbers game at the forward position right now too. So not exactly sure if slash how he would fit into the mix moving forward. So it sounds like it could just be Philip Kershev potentially and Andreas Athanasiu, of course, uh, going to be coming back for the Blackhawks next season. And it seems like Kyle Davidson uh, is ready to head in a new direction with a lot of these guys. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, a historic day for the Chicago Blackhawks franchise. Couldn't be any more excited to select Connor Bedard later this evening. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show and make sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast and to go subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, enjoy the night, Blackhawks fans. It's going to be a special one. Thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.